Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. It's just so devastating to hear the voice of Vicky Phelan through the news there. We have been paying tribute to her on the show here today and talking about choosing between having chemo and being well enough to just potter around the shopping centre with her kids. And of course, anybody who goes through a big health diagnosis knows it's the ordinary things in life that you really crave. And it's difficult for anybody who faces a challenge like that. But the challenge that Vicky faced was so unfair and the outcome could have been so different if the news wasn't held from her for so long. But today we are celebrating her strength, her bravery and all the reasons she became an icon to Irish people. And we'll be taking your texts throughout the show. But I'm joined now by broadcaster Sheila Shoiga. Sheila, thank you for coming on and talking to us today. Not at all, not at all, Claire. I mean, I remember when we spoke before about about Vicky. Um, so it's it's a it's a surreal day. I think none of us um, none of us are surprised. Unfortunately, we all knew this day would inevitably happen. Um, but I think we were all hoping it would never come. Yeah, and here it is. And I think there is that, as you said, you know, that national um, feeling of just deep, deep mourning and devastation that finally this amazing woman is gone. I know. We just really hoped that somewhere along the line, the developments in science would mean that she could carry on. But she defied the odds and and lived a lot longer than she was told she would. I got in contact with you, didn't I, Sheila, after I I listened to your podcast, uh, Ready to be Real. And you had Vicky on. And can you tell me about making contact with her and and why she was going to be an important guest or somebody you wanted to to spend some time with? I suppose I, I'd met her in person, um, I think it was about a year or two previous, maybe a year, I can't quite remember when, but I was then seeing an event that she was the the, the guest speaker at, and, and obviously you could hear a pin drop in the room when she spoke, and I spent the evening with her and her gorgeous mom, and we actually had great crack, you know, she was great fun to be around, and um, I think one of the things that anyone who had been in her company, and even if you had never met the woman, by by following her through interviews that she had carried out, she never ever once, and she was perfectly entitled to do this, but she never once um, played the victim. She, there was not a shred of of victimhood about her, you know, despite the the really tough bunch of cards she'd been dealt in life, life, and not just in recent years with her cancer diagnosis, but when you read her memoir, Overcoming, you realised this woman had been given a lot of stuff to deal with, you know. It's like, how much can one person take in a lifetime? But she was so incredibly resilient and and just kind of um, stoic in, in facing unbelievable challenges through her life. And I think what really stands out as well, and you've mentioned such, you know, you've said how strong she was and, and how well-respected she was. But she also was somebody, obviously, who was just, through and through, she was full of integrity. And there's, you know, a lot of us aspire to have integrity and to live our lives in an authentic way. But really and truly, she wrote the book on it. She wrote the book on it. Um, every every ounce of her being was, this is me, this is real, this is truthful. So she was, I, I suppose, in terms of a guest for a podcast that is having real conversation with people, 
doesn't get much more real than Vicky Phelan. So obviously for me, she was a no-brainer. I wanted to I wanted to speak to her. I reached out and she was, yeah, of course, no bother. So three years ago, we sat down and we had a conversation and we, we spoke about a lot. You know, I asked her questions that some people said to me afterwards, you know, not so easy questions to ask, but she was she was able for it, you know, and I and I did ask her about you know, about about dying and um her thoughts on it and um everything that she had she had to, you know, um process and uh, it's surreal, you know, it's very surreal because obviously Lindsay Bennett, poor Lindsay Bennett only passed away such a short time ago and that was that was Vicky's last post on Instagram. She's obviously been, I think, in a lot of our minds for some time. I ca- I've been thinking about her for a number of months, and since, particularly since Lindsay's passing, I suppose, knowing how quiet she had been on social media, you can't help but wonder, you know, I wonder how she's doing. And, and I suppose um, I had a feeling, like a lot of people did, that maybe, you know, maybe maybe things weren't looking so great for her. Um but I, as you can probably tell, I'm a little bit all over the place, and I think a lot of people are. So even though it's not a surprise per se, it still is when it happens because this is a woman who did so much for all of us. We owe her so much. She's left such an incredibly powerful legacy behind. But also, you know, it's frustrating because not enough has happened. She has been, you know, she's been fighting the fight for how many years now? And, and change, we're still waiting for change, you know, and... Um, and I really hope it happens because, you know, we like so many women have are living healthy lives now because because of her unwillingness to keep quiet. And you know, we'll all remember, you know, that historic moment that she stood on the steps of Fort Court and made that really powerful statement. And she said, "No, I'm not keeping quiet. This is too important." And it became her life's work. And so she's leaving behind teenage kids and um, family and friends who adored her. And it's it's wrong at the end of the day. It's wrong. Like she should be here. Yeah. 48 is far too young. I mean, obviously we're celebrating the fact that she defied the odds, but 48 is far too young. And in those last five years, there's been a lot of ill health, a lot of stru- stress, a lot of fear. Yeah. And to have to navigate having that public profile and wanting to just be with her family that's where the bravery was. And, 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 you know, you mentioned Lindsay Bennett there. She had that spark and that fire in her as well. And I think yeah. it came from from her children, but also to stand up for for women and injustice everywhere. I mean, not anybody takes that on. Not everybody. No, no. I mean, that's a different animal altogether, especially if you're if you're trying to keep yourself well and you're trying to mind yourself having this 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 whole other machine going on at the same time and that's not many people I think would be would be able for that I don't know if I would be I don't know if I would be um but you know she was so passionate about wanting to make a difference and um and she did she made such a huge difference um is that a comfort to people who who loved her and love her still um that she has I, I don't know but um certainly she's made her mark in this world in in such a profound way yeah, and her legacy will will continue, and 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 I think, you know, we all need, and I and I I mean that as a representative of the media, need to continue to push for that change that she was fighting for. Sheila, can you remember what she said about facing death? It would feel strange for me to try and and speak her words now, um, now that she's gone. But I think 
in essence, she was a pragmatist. Um, you know, I suppose any sense of idealism had been taken from her. She knew, even though her desire was to, to live a long and healthy life, there was a knowing that she was really fighting for, you know, for treatments, trying to find treatments, but that would, there, would it ever really give her a, a, a long life into old age? You know, I think she knew deep down that wasn't the case. Um, her concern, like I suppose, like a lot of people, especially those with children, is those who she was leaving behind and that they'd be okay. Um, yeah. It's, you know, and, and that's something that I remember asking Lindsay a very similar question and that is always the concern is the, you know, the life after, you know. Um, and I, I, as you can tell, I'm not normally lost for words, but I feel I feel today that I am because because she's been in my thoughts so much and as I said, because we all knew this day was coming, but now that it's here, it it is it's 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 um I'm I I'm probably more upset than I thought I would be. Um and I feel like it's not my place to be. If I wasn't a close friend, you know, I, I yes, I we would text each other at the odd time and check in and she would always respond to you. Um, even if she was in the middle of treatment or something, she'd always get back. And she was great fun, but I suppose we all felt a connection to Vicky feeling, even those of us who never met her. Yeah, um, and we all feel that way, Sheila. Absolutely, like she was yeah. like she was one of our own. We were all touched by her and her story. Will you stay on the line there for a moment? Broadcaster Sheila Shoiga, who spoke to Vicky on her podcast, Ready to be Real. I want to bring in the former mayor of Limerick, Daniel Butler. Daniel, you're welcome to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. You awarded Vicky the freedom of Limerick. What do you remember about that day? Uh, it was a very, very special day for the people of Limerick. Um, I mean, it was it was on the back of, I suppose, an outpouring of love for Vicky, especially after her appearance last year in the Late Late Show. Um, and the momentum of love and regard for her kind of made the decision very easy to, to order the freedom of Limerick on behalf of the people of Limerick. And it really was a special day. Um, I know when we first offered it, I asked for Vicky every opportunity to say no because I know her time was precious, but she was anxious to take it as much with the fact the injustice that there was only um, at the time, I think, uh, three women that ever achieved in the hundred years of the Freedom of Limerick, another injustice that she wanted to fight, uh, which kind of said a lot about her. Um, but also she used the opportunity to platform again the required, the needs for the full recommendations of the scan report to be to be, to be um, brought to fruition, which says a lot about her. Even though the day was about her, uh, of course, she could never make it about her. She always used it for the greater good. Um, and I think it's on, on the day, um, well, I suppose really touched me, I suppose, in a lot of ways was I was quite nervous because given the person that she is, um, you could never do her justice. Uh, and the regard that she was held for, you could never do that justice either. Um, but she was there comforting me and looking after me on the day, um, which is which kind of person she is. And I'm sure Sheila would agree with me as well. If you ever met Vicky, um, it was like you were meeting a long lost friend, even though it might be the first time that you met him. Just there was a certain presence and uh, something special about her. Um, that you felt very seen and heard by her. Um, and uh, definitely that was my experience of her. There was something really, really special about the person. And, you know, uh, I got to meet a, hero- a heroine of mine and a hero of many other people as well. 
Uh, and the people of Limerick here really took her to her heart, looked after her, respected her privacy when she lived out here in Anacotti. Um, and but it was really an enduring love affair, really between Vicky and the people of Limerick here in particular. And I know that she's lived here longer than she lived in Kilkenny and supports um, Limerick Hurling. And um, and uh, I know that the team took particular inspiration from her support as well in that regard. So um, yeah, I mean she was. You know, I, I'm shook this morning like many other people. I, I mean, I've been, I've been working this morning and trying to continue on working and not knowing how to respond, taken aback by how it's impacted me. I think there's many other people in my office block here and, and around the country that are feeling the exact same. And you know why it is? Because, I mean, Sheila was saying the same again. You know, we're upset and, you know, we're not direct friends or, or family, but it's the injustice of it, Daniel. It's, it's, it's not fair or right that this woman has died. Well, I think we know from the beginning that her time was precious and the generosity she showed with it, I think it kind of put a responsibility on all of us to, to honour her work and to honour it. And there was a sense of unfairness in that, that she had to do that. Um, when you would, at times, rather her give it to her, keep it for herself and her family. But um, I think even that was an inspiration, that really to live life to the fullest is not just about ourselves, we to think about the greater good and she certainly thought of that and um, and I think, you know, in a, in, a, in a very fair but firm way, she laid down a challenge to all of us to step up and, and to respond to this gallery report and to the injustices against women. And as men as well, there was a responsibility on us to listen and to learn from her and to realise that at the higher echelons of the medical service, that is dominated by men trying to give services to women. And there was a huge injustice in that. And was a big challenge for us as men uh, and she laid, she laid down that challenge to me and to others but in a very respectful uh, gentle um, but well, in a way that you were you, you were left in no uncertain terms in terms of what she was expecting of you um, and yes I mean the fact that she used to give up so much of her time that was so precious it's one of the greatest gifts that she could have ever given to us but I think the impact that she's had she, I think she's changed us all as individuals I think she's changed us all as a society, as a culture, as a government, and as a medical service. Uh, and that's one hell of a legacy and an impact that one individual, by her power, her integrity, and her ability to articulate herself, but in a way that was authentic and real, um, I think is one incredible legacy to put to hold. And her loss today is a huge loss. And, um, you know, as much as we knew was coming, I think it's been a shock for us all. And um, we've lost one of our great heroes, you know, I think she'll become part of Irish folklore, really. I think she's of that that scale. You know, it, it, she is something beyond words. She's something beyond the physical. Uh, I think there's something spiritual uh, uh, about her, something greater about her that has really fed into who we are as a culture um, that we really will be forever grateful for. Yeah, so beautifully put, Daniel. And you touched on it as well, Sheila, that integrity and that authenticness that that she had but there was a there was a glow about her Daniel's right there was something very special not only about the subject matter and the topic and the way she did it but there was a way about Vicky Phelan that won't be forgotten Absolutely that was so beautifully said and I think that encapsulates her far better than than, than I can certainly put into words today um, and, and that's the feeling anyone I think who ever met her in person got is as you described it there, it was like meeting an old friend. Instantly, she put you at ease because I think she was somebody who was completely at ease with themselves. And a lot of people, including myself, work a lifetime 
to get to know ourselves better, to get more comfortable in our own skin, to own who we are. She was already there. And I think she'd been long, she'd been there long before cancer had ever come into her life. I think through her own difficulties in life prior to that, that had built her character, that had allowed her to really come to terms with who she was and what she was here to do, what she was going to say yes to and no to. And I don't think she ever had to question it. Like, you know, we talk about people who are people-pleasing. She was the absolute polar opposite of a people-pleaser. She was mindful of people and considerate and kind. But she wasn't out to people-please. She wasn't out to become anyone's friend. She was out to do what was right and what felt right for her and right at her core and make a difference in a positive way. As, As we all said, like, you know, it wasn't about... I'm just going to look after myself now because I don't have room in my life for anything else, which she would have been perfectly entitled to do. But she then wanted to make a real difference and help others. And that and she never faltered in that. And she kept fighting and she kept working. Um, and I know she worked with amazing people. And, and I feel for those who are really feeling her loss now. Um, but yeah, there was that sense of groundedness from her. Um, this is me. And it's kind of like, take it or leave it, but this is who I am. That's a powerful presence to be around um, and it, it does inspire because it you know it, it allows you and it, and it helps you to to raise your game you know this is somebody who's who's there they've almost arrived already they're there they know who they are so you know it's now, now it's up to all of us to do the same you know so I think um, it'll be you know her, her we're all speaking of her legacy and it will be it will exist and it'll it'll um, influence us for a long, long time to come. And um, and I suppose really, despite the, the sadness, and as you said, this is a celebration, I feel deep, deep gratitude to have met her in person, to have spoken to her. Um, and even if I never did, um, by, by simply following the person she was and, and listening to her speak and the impact she made, I feel incredibly lucky that she was, that she was here, you know. Yeah, agreed. Well, thank you so much. Sheila Shoiga, presenter of Ready to Be Real podcast and former mayor of Limerick, Daniel Butler. Beautiful tributes to Vicky Phelan. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.